You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. I'm here with someone that not only is the hardest worker most people know, but is also the warmest spirit and someone that no matter who she talks to or interacts with, they leave feeling like she's really connected with them. That's something that I feel that a lot of people can't really say about themselves or others. This person makes them feel important and cares about them. This is someone that has worked her whole career to establish herself, her own brand, and to help others do so as well. I feel like this conversation is going to be great on so many levels, but before we get started, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Sharifa Murdoch, co-owner of Liberty Lifestyle Fairs, Trade Show. I don't know how to kind of come off from that. You <laughs> made me sound like a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast because... I've just started this and, you know, just to see someone like yourself to want to be a part of it, it means a lot to me, you know, to take out the time from your busy schedule to not only share, but to also support. That means a lot. So thank you very oh, much no for being problem. a part of this. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I love storytelling and I believe that that's the future. Mm. People need to hear how people got to a certain destination in life, not just see what they've gotten. Yeah. You know, and I think it's important for podcasts and all these other individuals to tell that story. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. No yeah, so recently, actually, we had Edwina on an episode, I think episode eight, mm-hmm. and she has nothing but amazing things to say about you. What is your relationship with Edwina? Oh my God, Edwina's like a little sister. I love her <laughs> to death. She's family, like yeah. at the end of the day. But uh, before family, she was my intern. And, you know, I'm so proud to see where she is today. Just to see how I was able to groom her into that direction yeah. and to see her flourish. It's kind of like watching a butterfly fly away and yeah. do their own thing. And I think it's phenomenal what she's been able to accomplish. So kudos to her and everything that she's doing right now. Seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to Edwina, what's good? <laughs> and that's something that we realize when we interact and we connect with different people and help them, we become a part of their legacy. Like, yeah. I think that's something that Edwina can also say is that you're a part of her legacy and vice versa. Yes, so um, I see you guys and I'm like, these people are doing so many amazing things, but they're doing it with heart yeah. and with passion. And they're also representing themselves to the highest standard, you know? You got so, to. so like, that's what I see you guys doing. I'm like, I got to do the same thing. You know, I think that's something that true hustlers and entrepreneurs do when they see someone else doing They're like, OK, I got to go 10 times harder. I got to yeah. represent myself the way But that goes is. for everybody, honestly. Yeah, like yeah. even me, I think I need to go 10 times harder mm. and working every day and just getting up to go to work every day is yeah. a mission. To see what you've been able to accomplish, you want to do better yeah. and you want to show better. So mm. for me, it's always a hustle. It's a daily thing that you have to always implement in your life. It doesn't just stop when you come to a certain point in life. You have to continue to go. And you have to continue to go so you can grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So so where are you from? I'm originally from New York, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, so where in Brooklyn exactly? I grew up in Crown Heights okay. with my mom. Nice, nice. Yeah. So what kind of 10-year-old girl were you? Like- oh my God. I was, a, <laughs> I was the strangest 10-year-old girl. Um, I literally 
loved fashion so mm -hmm. much. I used to get fully dressed. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> I would get up, I would take a shower, yeah. and I would have on a full outfit by yeah. probably at 10 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And just had nowhere to go. Yeah, just but to everyone, go to the store? No, not even. I had nowhere <laughs> to go. Yeah. But I loved fashion so much that yeah. that's what I did. Nice. So nice. I was that kind of little girl, and I was hungry. Like, I remember my dad saying to me, if you want certain things, because back then, guess was the hottest thing. Yeah. And I used to throw tantrums and fall out <laughs> of stores. Yeah. And he was like, if you want these things, you have to work for mm, it. So mm. I remember like at 11 years old, getting a paper route. And yeah. I had to get this paper route and I was on the bike. How early were you up in the morning? Early, like five o'clock in the morning. What? At 11. At 11 years old? Yeah. Delivering wow. newspapers. What? It all lasted about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> then my father found himself delivering the paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was an experience, but mm. that was just to show yeah. my beginning stages of really going after what I wanted. Right, You right. know, that's all it took was for him to tell me that so I yeah. could get those guest socks or those yeah. new guest jeans. That's real. That's yeah. Real. And it's those little stories, those little lessons that you learn at an early age. Mm -hmm. You don't realize it, but you're applying those same things now. A hundred percent. Like know? I worked my butt off and I always tell people that you don't just get to where you are. And I think that that is a big, big problem that I have with what's happening in the world right now. Mm. I think that they're, they're no longer, and that's why I respect what you're doing. There's no longer a storytelling of like, how did you get there? It's all these people showing what they have. Results. So there's no, there's, there's no teaching for people looking at these things. Like, mm. oh my God, how did you get that Mercedes? Or how did you get that Bentley? It's just like, they just got it. Yeah. You know? And Pop they don't- nowhere with it. Yeah, and I don't yeah. feel like that's teaching our future or anything. Yeah. I think that we need to really and truly rewind and remind these kids. Like, I always remind people, I was the girl that had a paper route. I grew up working at McDonald's. I mm. did cash checking at key food. I did these things to be able to show younger kids, this is what you need to do. Yeah. It's not gonna come so easy, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And sometimes you get to explain that story and sometimes you don't. So right. that's why I think this podcast is amazing for Thank that you. platform, seriously. Yeah. I appreciate that. So what were you into? Like, what were some of your, you say fashion, were you mm -hmm. into any other things as a kid growing up? Honestly, I was into dancing. Nice. I used to love dancing. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to be a dancer. What type of videos, dance? videos, like hip-hop dance. <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted to be yeah. one of those hip-hop girls. Yeah. And then I thought about it for a minute, I was like, my dad would be so disappointed. Right, right. <laughs> like, but I did love dancing. And that was it, but mm. my life revolved around fashion. Nice, yeah. That was it. So like you say guests, that was like a big brand for you. Were there yeah. any other brands to kid yeah, Back in the day, <laughs> it was like, I mean, but I grew up, you have to understand in the 80s, it was like cross colors. It was mm. like an eight ball jacket. Mm. It was, you know, feel that's how, up. That's how young it kids was, are trying to dress now, actually. Exactly. Yeah. It was Hilfiger, it was Ralph Lauren. It yeah. was anything that was designer and growing up within that community and that culture. Mm. You were a part of something. Because yeah. not only you were dressing like that, everybody else was dressing <laughs> like that. So it was a community. That's real. Yeah. So the important question is, do you have pictures? Oh my God. <laughs> I honestly may have some pictures. Yes, wow. my mother has them. Wow. Yeah. wow. But like locked away. Locked away in a vault. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, but I do have some pictures. That's real. Course. That's real. That's real. <laughs> so going from being this young girl with some ideas about like, okay, I, I, I lifestyle. Now we see what you're doing now. In between all that time, was there something that led you into the fashion world oh, naturally? Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. Just, yeah. So there was a store a while back called Atrium. Mm -hmm. And that, back in the day, was the store to work at. Yeah. I was determined to get a job there. It was my main mission in life. Right. And for those who don't know, where is Atrium or where was it? Atrium actually was on Broadway and Bleecker. And oh. now is the new kid. That's the kid store. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to kid. Shout good? out to kid. Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie, you're doing your thing. Um, 
But basically, you know, the owner of Atrium was these three brothers. They were very successful. They had an eye, they had a vision. They basically knew what was coming out next. They were a small boutique store, but had the highest level brands. Yeah. Anything that was hot, it dropped at it Atrium. It was there, yeah. It was at Atrium. Yeah. So once I got a job there, I kind of felt like, wow, I'm in fashion, I'm you know? Yeah. Then I ended up going to college and for like two years and getting a job at Donna Karen and mm. came back home and went back to Atrium, was working at Louis Vuitton for a little bit. Mm. So what was it, that experience like going from all these different houses? It was interesting. Yeah. It, honestly, I always felt like it was just meant to be. Like mm. I would literally just walk in the place and they'll be like, hey, are you hiring? And they'll be like, yeah, can you interview right now? And I'll be like, sure, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Oh, you, can you start on Monday? Yeah. Of course, you know? <laughs> like, honestly, I've been blessed. Yeah, I've been fortunate and I've been glow. blessed to kind of have that experience. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once I got in, mm. you had to work your butt off. Absolutely. You know, to prove yourself. And Absolutely. I just knew all the time that, you know, being a brown girl from Brooklyn, we mm. gotta work hard. Mm. We gotta work really, really hard. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, as long as you know that you're working for purpose. Right, right. And for yourself, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so what does hustle mean to you? Because I think what you were saying earlier in regards to people almost just seeing the finished product or seeing the Instagram results of they have this, they have that, or they're working here or they're working there, but they don't see the hard work and the hustle that goes into all those things. Like, it's not just enough to get the job. You have to really you have work. To keep the job. You have to keep it. Yeah. And elevate. Exactly. So, so for you, what does that mean Hustle means to me, like, creating your own path. Creating your own destination, showing that you can go above and beyond and work just like any other individual, probably yeah. better in that space that you're in. Yeah. That's what hustling means to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're in and out of working from these different brands or fashion houses. Mm -hmm. What are you learning here? Like, is this like a time in your life where you're like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm feeling this. Or were you like, okay, maybe I should be doing something else. No, it's funny because yeah. I always felt like I belonged Yeah, in that yeah. place, even when I was working at McDonald's. I I took pride in working mm, at McDonald's. Mm. Like, it was just like, that's where I belonged at that time, right, you know? Right. Working at Louis Vuitton, it was like, that's where I belong. I honestly built a whole section for myself at that mm. space. I built their entire customer service department when it just came to the US, to New York. Mm. So it was very interesting for me at that time in life to just feel like, listen, this is where I'm supposed to be. Right. It was never a regret. You know, you regret things. Absolutely. There's no regrets. Everything to me was a learning lesson and it was a process that I was put to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So during this time, you're probably meeting a lot of people in the industry. But for you, how important are relationships sort of? Relationships are important. But yeah. back then it wasn't networking. It was more about just building a relationship. And it was mm. more genuine. Mm. Um, yeah. I think yeah. back yeah. then. Yeah. Make the distinction because that's yeah, a big There's two point. different things. Yeah. Like building relationships is one thing. But having a genuine relationship with these people mm. are totally different. Yeah. And I think that that's how I grew up. Mm. I don't know how to be fake. I don't know how to play. The game. Yeah. If I like you, I love you, and you'll mm. feel that all the way through. And I'm gonna support whatever it is you want me to support. Uh, yeah. But I feel like we're living in this world where everything is a facade, right? And people that. feel like they put this face on, and then if you were to turn around, like I feel like if everyone was videotaping each oh other, you wouldn't have as many friends as you thought you had. <laughs> for real, for real. You know? Real but I honestly yeah. believe that all my relationships that I've built along the years was more genuine. Yeah. Like I know when all these people are having babies, I know when they're getting married that's the life i live yeah. i don't want to have an ungenuine relationship Absolutely. like i don't have the energy to do that because then you got to keep it up keep it up i don't want that mm. anyone that i've ever come in my path and ever crossed my path we have our own connection in some way yeah you yeah. know and it's not to say we're best friends mm -hmm. but we do have a relationship and i value those relationships a lot absolutely yeah, yeah. and 
again, the whole thing with social media or things like that is people think or assume that people are connected to everyone. Yeah. But in real life, they may not even are know. Are they really? Are they really, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's a good point to value those personal relationships and actually initiating a conversation in person. Yeah. I like, don't do the whole texting. Yeah. I cannot. Right. <laughs> like, if someone texts me, I'll pick up the phone and call them. Right. And they'll right, be like, why right. are you calling me? I just text you. I said, because, and, and it's even worse because I do FaceTime. Oh, my yeah. girlfriends be like, Sharifa, really? They'll be in the middle of something. Yeah, you're blowing up and, my spot right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a FaceTime guru. I will FaceTime you in a minute. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I just love speaking to mm. people. I like hearing voices. I like communicating in that space. Like getting a reaction. Getting a reaction. I'm yeah. like very emotionally connected to mm. everything that I do. So for me, it's very important to have that connection with someone Absolutely. and not just have a text relationship. Yeah. It just wouldn't work for me. Yeah, I'm like the same way because I'll text, but I usually text to meet up, to yeah. have the real conversation. Of it's like, all right, let's meet up here so then we can really talk, yeah. you know, instead of it just all happening through yeah, your phone. Exactly. You know, so that's really important. Nowadays, because I'm really crazy, like I'll text, <laughs> but I'm like, let's meet up. You know, yeah, like it, it has to be an agenda happening. Yeah, something has to lead to something. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. No, it's true. It's true. So I'm like really enjoying this conversation. Oh, thank you. You know, just thank being able too. to have you here and to talk about things that I feel like in its essence are simple, mm-hmm. but aren't necessarily widely appreciated. Yeah. Like just even having a real conversation yeah. is like not really appreciated nowadays. Of course. I think I remember seeing you in Vegas because I also you yeah. know work some of the trade shows. You know, it was just very briefly, but you were in a group of friends or people also working at the different shows. This is at Magic. So, mm-hmm. you know, Liberty was there. All of the big trade shows were there. Mm-hmm. And you were just like the center of that conversation. And I don't know if you even noticed it, but I was walking past. I said hello to everyone, but everyone was focused on you. And I said it earlier because you had a glow. Oh, like, really? have like a, a, a really like, <laughs> Love like that your, glove. <laughs> your personality <laughs> shines through and people see that. Thank you. For you, is it important for you to have it with your brand and everything that you do, your personality sort of come through all the things 100%. that you're part of? 100%. I yeah. always believe that people are going to always remember how you made them feel when you mm. first met them. Mm. And it's important for me to make people feel good. Yeah. You know, I think that we have so much stuff going on in the world and you never know what little thing that you can do to affect someone else's mission, whatever they have going on. So for me, it's like if you come into interaction with me, I just want you to feel good. I want you to leave feeling good. I want you to leave feeling empowered. Mm. Like that's what I want for Mm. everyone. Yes, yeah. I think we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's good to think that there are people like us who are doing that. You know, sometimes somebody goes through their day and all they're receiving is negative feedback, negative yeah. energy from whether it's people they know that are close to them, family members or people exactly. they work with. Yeah. Like to meet someone like you, it may not seem like it, but that could be the moment in their day where they're like, wow. Well, thank you. Like it's worth it to keep pushing. I hope so. Know? I hope so. Yeah. I thrive on like fostering our future mm-hmm. too. Like mm-hmm. I want to help young girls and guys understand what their goals are in life. Yeah. I always ask that question. If someone comes to me and say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Okay, so what's the goal? Yeah, where's like, the what, goal? What's your end goal? Yeah. And how can I help you make that happen? Mm, absolutely. You know, because I want our future to be great. Yeah. I want our people to be great. You mm. know, we live in a world right now where everything is possible. You no longer have to just be a star on TV. You can be a star in someone else's eyes. Mm. You know, everything is possible. Yeah. So sky's the limit. That's true. And for the world that we're living in, like you're saying, how anything is possible even being validated or something like that, it didn't mean what it used to mean. You know, like we can validate ourselves. We can 100%. create content. We can create projects, things that you we're working your on. Future. We're creating our own future. Mm-hmm. And the only person that is really judging it is ourselves. Agreed. You know, like we can say, we're going to put out the highest
highest quality by our own merit. And we're gonna qualify what we do. And if the focus is on creating something new, original and fresh with the highest standard, it'll connect with people. I agree. So I think that's something that speaks volumes, definitely. Yeah. So you mentioned it a little bit about what you do. I okay. think there's so many facets that I wanna break down for everyone. Okay. I think it's easy for people to list the things that they're a part of or they're attached to, and people almost hear it and it goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. But I feel like you are involved in so many things but are deeply involved in those things and are making such a huge impact that I just wanna make sure everyone who's listening can sort of get a full breadth of what you do. Okay. So. Break it down for us step by step. Wow, where do I start? <laughs> um, within the fashion space, I like I said, I co-own a fashion trade show called Liberty Fears, which yeah. is a B2B component of yeah. fashion, yeah. where brands come in to work with retailers to kind of see what's happening for the next season. Yeah. In terms of that, I do the majority of the sales. I travel all over the world. I look for new brands. I look for innovative new things yeah. that will interest the retailers here in the States. And that's my drive. It's finding new business. It's mm. a great thing when you can introduce a new brand to the States and yeah. people be like, oh my God, all of a sudden they're wearing blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's something that I pride myself on. On a side time, when I have side time, <laughs> right. I run a nonprofit called The Brooklyn Intern. Mm. And basically it's just about young girls trying to find their lives and what they want to do yeah. and me helping them get those internships in that category. Mm. So I went and I spoke on a panel the other day and basically found these two young girls that wanted to intern. Yeah. So now they intern and they intern for me and I'm mm. able to show them the ways of doing business at a younger age because I believe that you're able to mold certain people at a certain age, you know? Mm. Now, mm. you're not going to wait till you get to college to learn how to answer a phone or how to write a report or how to do an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. You can do it in high school. Right. So I believe that molding those girls at a high school age mm they can then take that knowledge that I give them and figure out what they want to do earlier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not just wait till they get to college and then they have to do an internship mm. or something like that. Mm. That's true. That's yeah. so true. And I feel like the way the education system is set up and things like that, it's almost meant for people to be complacent and almost wait for exactly. good things to happen. And nowadays for them. you can't just yeah. wait. You know, you have to be hungry. Right. And I tell all the kids coming in that interns to me, like your parents know nobody. Mm. At the end of the day, mm. Your parents don't know anyone. Someone else can't hook you up to get a job. So you need to do for yourself and figure it out quickly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really hard on them. Mm. I'm very hard because someone was hard on me at one point. Yeah. And I believe that you have to be a little bit hard on them so they realize what the situation is around them. What time it is, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's not easy. We live in a different world right now. Yes, you can be whatever it is you want to be, but you also have to work for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it is that kind of stuff. And then on my other other spare time, <laughs> right? I'm part of two nonprofits. One is called 14 Plus. 14 Plus is basically a nonprofit about building schools out in Africa. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend of mine, Shimonia Wolf, she started it with her partner, Joseph. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a part of that just because what she was doing was phenomenal. It's about education out in Africa. Yeah. And they're building beautiful schools and they're like really working hard towards that. Nice. How's that been for you? It's been good. It's yeah. been good. Like just to see what you can be able to do with the people that you know yeah. is very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And then I'm also a part of another nonprofit called Africa health now mm. my girlfriend nana is giving health care to women in ghana really? and that i've just deeply fell in love with recently and i've decided anything going forward in life that yeah. i do i don't want to do it just to do it 
right? right so right. it needs to be a part of something. So Rag and Bone had called me recently to do an event, and I was like, listen, I'll only do it if some of the proceeds go to a nonprofit that I believe. Absolutely. And that's just what I believe. I don't think that we should just be doing these things to do things unless it's going to go to a cause. Absolutely. And I love those two causes, and I value it. You know, for me, that that brings me happiness and joy in any state. Yeah, yeah. And being able to give back in that way. I am always about giving back. Yeah, yeah. It's so necessary. Yeah. And to be conscious of it, to be conscious of how you're making your impact means something not only to us here in the States who are just watching you do these amazing things, but to the people you're not even interacting with on a personal level. Exactly. Like you're actually making an impact in ways that it's going to be felt. You may be impacting the life of somebody who's going to be the next Sharifa Murdoch, yeah. you know, in another country, of you course. know, and, and you may not even meet them, but that's how strong your impact is. Well, I would is. love to meet them. Yeah, and you probably <laughs> will. That's just how the universe works. I feel like we're going to connect with the people we're meant to. Yeah. So I think you're definitely trailblazing in ways that I think are going to mean something to Thank people. Thank you. So how did that Rag and Bone event go? Are the Rag and Bone, honestly, it was really good. It was really well received. A lot of my friends and Nana's friends came out. They shopped. Yeah. And the proceeds went to Nana's foundation. So yeah. it kind of turned out very well. Um, I want to do more stuff like that. Yeah. I think that that's what's needed. She's about to do a huge gala in November. Mm. So mm. it's those kind of things that I like doing. And then on another spare time <laughs> note. Keep going. Keep Going. I love, um, I just love talking to the youth. Mm. Any chance I, opportunity I get to go speak at schools or speak to adults sometimes yeah. just to kind of give my story and give them some sort of hope on what they can become. I'm all down for Before, it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Absolutely. And last but not least, I spent time <laughs> with my husband. Yeah. Like a priority. Yeah. Number one out of all the priorities. No, for real. For real. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a question I'm actually curious about because you're doing so many great things mm -hmm. personally, your relationship. How do you maintain both of those worlds? You have to have somebody that's very supportive. My husband, honestly, God bless him because he's very supportive of everything I do. And he just accepts me. And he, I think that it makes him love me even more that I'm doing all these things. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Layton. 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 Shout out Murdoch. to Layton. What's good, man? <laughs> Shout out to Layton. <laughs> nah, he's, he's an amazing individual and he does, you know, take his time. One thing that we do have an agreement. We have two agreements, basically. If I'm gone for longer than two weeks, he'll then come by. Like if I'm traveling for longer than two weeks, mm -hmm. he'll come. Yeah. And then our weekends is our weekends. So yeah. Saturday and Sunday, I won't make a plan unless I speak with him about it. Right. So like Saturdays and Sundays, I'll be like, look, what are we doing on Saturday and Sunday? If I need to do something, I'll be like, do you mind if I do this and make sure we're on the same page? But yeah. other than that, that's it. Like, that's yeah. my priority. Yeah. And so it sounds like communication is key and it's all that. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Because like, especially people like us, we're constantly working. We're constantly setting a new on the path, go. on the go. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like never stop, really. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. as women, we tend to mm. get caught up in our own selves, you know? Mm. A lot of women out there, like... I have a lot of single friends and I think that our expectations are something that's so high mm. that a lot of these men don't understand, you know? Mm. And I think that we need to understand what we really want. We need to understand the kind of guy that we're looking for and be real realistic about it, Yeah, you know? Like you can't say, look, I want a dude that makes six figures, but you only making $2. It just doesn't add yeah. up, you know? I'm <laughs> yeah. just using it as real, an example. It goes like, both ways. It too. goes both ways. Yeah. And yeah. you just have to find somebody that's gonna respect you. Mm. You can't mm -hmm. say, I don't want to be with a dude that texts me all day, but you're texting him. 
You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like that kind of conversation, and yeah. I'm very upfront about that. I used to tell my husband all the time, I don't date to date, I date to marry. Mm-hmm. That was just something I knew I wanted. I didn't yeah. want to just be dating to date. I don't just go around dating random guys to just be <laughs> dating random guys. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. destination was I want to get married at some point, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that was just it. You got to be upfront and honest. And I think as females, we are not as honest as we want to be. Yeah. So like instead, we're trying to chase the guy and not be honest with it. Like, look, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because you want to do it. Right. I always say you meet the representative ahead of time. You know? <laughs> yeah, then it goes yeah. out the window once you get them. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So what would be some of your advice to a girl who's just graduating from high school or even college and she's trying to figure out, like, society is almost telling me, okay, I have to get married right out of college in order to do what I want to oh, do. No. Or, or should I just continue in my career? Like, what would you say to that young lady? I will say listen if she's just graduating out of high school or college like what do you want to do mm. and it's about you I yeah. think you have enough time to get married like I didn't get married until my late 30s mm-hmm. you have that time so if you're high school or college you're like early 20s 17 18 you have a certain time period that you can just do you just live live, live and I, I, I'm a firm believer of traveling you need to travel the world so you can open your mind and explore and see that there's so many things out there besides your 10 block radius yes so I would tell that young lady travel and just do you figure out what you love to do and even if you don't know what you love to do figure out what you like to do Mm -hmm. and just do you and live life and while you're doing that it's all gonna fall into place no one says you have to be this you have to go to this you have to do that's out the window but that's out the window nowadays like you don't have to go to school half of these people (laughs) which is the truth you know but you know your parents are like you gotta go to school you gotta get this diploma you Mm. gotta make sure you're paying those student loans and then all of a sudden you got a bunch of bills Depends on what the person wants to do. True, true. You know, and I think that they just need to live their life and be free and have fun. Mm. My mom taught me one thing. Like, she is the type of person that just has fun every day. (laughs) I believe I'm only going to be a certain age today, Mm. and it's going to be that day only. So I'm going to take every day not for granted. So, yeah, I can have a down day. But after a while, I'm going to pep myself up because it's like, yo, what are you upset for? You got this, you have that. There's so many other things that's happening Mm. around you that you are very fortunate to be blessed with. Just got to be grateful. I'm speechless right now because that's like, <laughs> you're like saying things that are really profound. Now, oh, people really you. need to hear that, really, thank you know? You. So it's amazing. You mentioned school and education. What's your relationship with the education system? It's interesting. I, of course, finished high school. Then my dad was like, you know, you need, my dad is a military father. He's like, mm. you should go away. You should get out of New York. <laughs> so I went to the school called what was it? Johnson and Wales. It was in Rhode Island. Okay. I wanted to be in fashion, like I told you. So they had a fashion program, but the school was known for culinary. Oh, wow. So everywhere I went, they're like, oh, you go to Johnson and Wales? Are you going to be a chef? And I'm like, (laughs) no. So after a year, um, I had a best friend up there and she was like, you know what? I'm thinking about going to school at FIT. I was like, oh, I'm going home too. Mm. And at that point, I wasn't doing so well in school. My dad was like, it's either you come home or you go to the Air Force. And I was like, I'll take home. (laughs) So I came home and what I did learn from that experience was for me it wasn't great for me to go away like I had way too much freedom Mm. so when I came home I went to a small private school with Toby Coburn right on 42nd Street graduated with honors only an associate's degree Mm -hmm. I only went to school up until I got my associate's degree and then I started working at Louie and then I went back and worked with Sam 
um, yeah. on project. Yeah. And at that point, it was just like, okay. Right. I, even, I remember telling Sam, I was like, do you think I should go back to school? And he's like, baby, <laughs> you're going to be teaching the teacher. What are you going back to school yeah. for? Well, well, like, who I is Sam so. for people who don't oh know Oh my Sam. God. So Sam used to be owner of Atrium, mm. now my partner for Liberty, and just a big mentor and a big space in my life. Wow. He has filled that space that my career path yeah. is all Sam. Yeah. Like I would always say this, I owe it all to him. Mm-hmm. I would never be where I'm at in life career-wise if it wasn't for him guiding me and really believing in me yeah. and understanding that I had a gift that I honestly didn't probably even see in myself at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's important for you to really look within. And you know, we don't believe a lot of us can do what we do. And we just have to really understand that there's someone else that's looking at you that's greater and they believe in you. Mm. So Sam gave me that. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're giving that to. And now I'm giving that to young (laughs) kids that feel like they can't be Mm. better than what they are. Yeah. And that's what I learned from him. It's contagious, it's honestly. Crazy. Like, like when you experience somebody giving selflessly mm-hmm. and saying, like, I see something in you. Yeah. And then you realize it. Then you're like, wow, I have to help other people realize that yeah. in themselves it's as well. It's funny. I got a yeah. tattoo. It's an Israeli star. It's the Jewish star. Don't Just so I remember. Yeah. I got it for Sam. Because mm-hmm. he, I promise you, I have a lot of love for that man. He's right. been a mentor. He's been a guide. He's been like a father figure to me mm-hmm. that I'll be able to never forget. And I'm going to always owe him. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. For where I've been in life. Wow. Well, shout out to Sam. Sam Ben Abraham. If you're listening. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's amazing to hear. And I think that the more that people realize what you're saying in regards to mentoring. You need it. You need it. It only adds benefit and value to what you're doing. There's so many things that we go through life not really realizing, okay, I should be doing this or doing that. And nobody's going to tell you exactly what you're supposed to do, but they can give you guidance. Of you know, course. they can say, this is what was my experience. Or this is how I handled the situation. And you know, that can go a long way. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you get the right advice, it pays off in ways you didn't even realize. I believe that every young person should have a mentor. Yeah. And it can be an old person. It can be someone within their age range. But as long as you look up to that person and you respect what they're saying and you respect mm-hmm. them as an individual, yeah. Every young person should have a mentor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So being that you work in the fashion world and you're involved in every year or even every few times a year, you're witnessing new and upcoming brands mm-hmm. going to the market, you know, young, not really knowing what's out there, not really knowing what they're getting into. What would be your advice to young fashion brands or a designer who's like, I want to start something, I want to release this on the market? What would be your advice? The first question is, do you know what the budget is? Mm. Because I think that a lot of these young designers go into wanting to do a a fashion line by, I only want to do a t-shirt line. Mm. Now, what is your budget? And do you know that if you sell these five t-shirts, even if you don't make the money off of it, would you be able to produce another collection? Because mm. I don't think that they understand that every six months, you have to produce a, coll- yeah. a new collection. Absolutely. It doesn't just stop at the first se- session of six months. Yeah. So it's like, listen, do you have financial backer? Do you know exactly where you're going to get the money to fund this? Because that's the number one thing. Mm. If you don't have the money to fund it, don't even not not don't bother but try to figure out how you're going to raise the money so you need to go in those type of steps Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. also just figuring out what their direction is what's going to set them apart from all the other 3,000 lines that's out there. Yeah. That's what I always ask people. What is your sense of direction? Who's your competitor? Who are you looking at that made you inspire this line? Mm. You know, and a lot of people always have their own story, but it's like just understanding what your direction is because there's so many lines out there that you... You got to find your place in that You got to find your place in that space because it's going to be very difficult and don't think you're going to just be making money off the back. It Mm. doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm very real when it comes to stuff like that. 
Yeah. So say someone is their first year at Liberty, mm-hmm. like in there, they're trying to figure out, okay, how should I go about this? Well, I'm a handholder. So basically, <laughs> if I get a brand that is their first time at Liberty, I am a firm like, hey, so what's your five stores, your five stores that you're trying to get into? Mm. How are you going to sell them? What's your competitor? Have you seen their price points compared to what you're doing? I go in, I handhold this whole three <laughs> yeah, yeah, through yeah. and through because I want them to have a good experience. You know, right. doing these trade shows are very expensive. And I don't want to just be the one to take your money and run. Right. Like, I want to help you. I want to help build your brand because it gives me pride to see you be successful. Yeah. So for me, I'm a big handholder and I'm yeah. like connecting them with my retail team, making mm-hmm. sure that they understand what's happening. Just what can we do? What can we do more? Yeah. How can we make it more of an experience? Not just you coming to a trade show. Yeah. Like it's more than just them setting up a rack and putting clothes up, you right. know? Right. And that's something that you personally and Liberty is doing. A hundred percent. Your value is adding value to other people, other brands. Mm-hmm. Like that's where you're so valuable. Agreed. You know, it's like you're seeing, okay, instead of just letting someone just go out into the wind, you're like, no, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. These are people that can help you. Yeah. And that creates a sense of purpose for someone who's just getting into the market. They're like, 100%. wow. Like, I want to know where you're manufacturing your goods. I yeah. want to know how we can get it cheaper so you can make some sort of mm. money off of it. Because yeah. a lot, that's things that you learn as you go. Mm. People coming out with clothing lines, if they don't have the history of how to make a clothing line, mm. they're doing things from scratch and they're making their own mistakes. So yeah. I try to kind of come in, whereas you're not going to make as many mistakes. Yeah, just minimize those mistakes. Exactly. The mistakes are inevitable. There's yeah. actually like it's good to make some mistakes yeah. but we want to minimize those as much as possible yeah so i feel like that that means a lot and i don't know there are a lot of young designers who are listening mm-hmm. so i'd love words, to help yeah i'd love to help if there's any designers out there that need help you can contact me sharifa at libertyfairs.com i'm always around nice nice so thinking about the fashion world and where it's at now like mm-hmm. we live here in new york but you also travel a lot as well yes you were just mentioning earlier you're going to be out in italy and in yeah. france very yeah. soon yeah very yeah. soon yeah so what will you be doing out there yeah so i'm about to go over to florence there's a bigger trade show out there called pity mm-hmm. we have a section within pity it's called born in the usa it's all american designers mm. basically going over to europe and trying to sell their goods <laughs> We stay there for four days. And then once I leave Florence, I go to Paris to go visit other shows Mm. and other designers. Nice. And we connect with everybody out there. It's just basically about showing face and always staying consistent. You know, as a trade show owner, you have to be out and about. You need to know what's new. Things happen at a rapid pace these days. More than rapid. So you miss one show and and then the designer kicks off and you're like behind. So (laughs) we're definitely out there, me and my team, and getting everybody phone numbers and talking to people. Nice. So what is it like for you being able to travel? I think it's a phenomenal thing. Like I I believe that travel opens the mind and Mm. being in this position, I've been able to travel the world and see so much of what, you know, I'm a young girl from Brooklyn at the end of the day. You know, there's a lot of girls like me still in Brooklyn. Mm. And I just think it's an an amazing experience and I will definitely encourage anyone out there. You know, traveling is the key. Nowadays, I think that that's what people are learning. You know, you Mm. see a lot of pictures on Instagram of people going to Cuba and places mm-hmm. like that. I think it's good to get that experience. Yeah. It's an experience that you will never forget. Yeah, and the people that you meet overseas Amazing. as well. Like it just, you know, you just have so much relationships in different places. Mm-hmm. You have, I have friends in Paris now. Mm-hmm. I 
friends in Florence, like just making those connections the way you do. Yeah. It's such an experience that you won't ever forget. Right. And you're going to value for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And it's funny, too. Like I have an experience where living in New York, I was trying to get a job for the longest at a certain place and it wasn't happening. But it wasn't until I left the country that I met one of the directors for the company in Brazil, of Mm -hmm. all places. And it was like, oh, yeah, let's set up a meeting when we get back to New York. So I had to leave New York and almost go overseas in order to come back. Wow. To get to where I actually wanted. So I really encourage people to go overseas and travel and to meet people. And just to, like you said, not just network, but build real relationships. Because it'll just add so much more to your person, your brand, and your purpose. Your being. Your being. being. Yeah, absolutely. You have to have a purpose. You have to have a reason why you're here, you Mm. know. I always say, like, you know, if I die tomorrow, I'll be the happiest person alive. Because, mm. like, I did all I wanted to do. There's so much more to do. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But if I was to leave this earth tomorrow, I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Then that, that's how we should all live. some really good, good things. You that's know? how we should all live. Yeah. You know, and seeing life in that way is like you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. Thank you. And you have unlimited potential. I feel like so many people are looking at all the things that you've done thus far and being like, how did you do all these things? Or how are you doing all these things? You just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta have fun with it. Mm. Like, and not take yourself so seriously. Mm. Mm. You know, I think having fun and appreciating every moment that you're going through it. Yeah. It's a process. You can beat yourself up, or you could just rise up and Mm. be the best that you can be. Yeah, and I think that's a huge misconception for people who seem, or like by other people saying like, wow, they're really successful, Mm -hmm. is that they think they're really strict and uptight. No. No, actually, the people who are the most successful are the ones who are just living, living their life, life, you know? Live your life. And are happy. Yeah, and not <laughs> you know? minding other people's. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, there's a lot more that we can talk about, and mm-hmm. I think so many people can learn from your story and your Thank life. You. So what do you see for the future? What does your future look like? I see greatness. Yeah. I see, um, of course, Liberty getting bigger and bolder. Yeah. I see us doing so many things experiential and just mm. building a big brand mm. in the States. Um, as far as myself is concerned, I'm building my website. So you can log on to sharifasez.com. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just get that experience. And also I made a video for young girls to kind of see mm. my experience. I kind of retold my story, yeah. but in a video version. Nice. So nice. that's going to be on the website, which I think would be a really good eye opener. And it makes people understand where I'm coming from yeah. and the kind of person I am. And just doing bigger things, just doing greatness. Yeah. Great things for great people mm. and influence in our future. I have this thing, I always say, set the tone. Mm. You have to set the tone to what you want to be. Only you can set your own tone. And fostering our future is my tone. I want to help the younger generation understand their place in life and what they want to do and know that they can be great. That's it. That's real. That's so real. And it's happening now. You know, you're doing exactly what you said and are setting out to do. Thank you. There's so many stories. Like, shout out to Ouija Theodore. I've gone past the Brooklyn Circus a few times. Amazing guy. He's a part of Liberty as well. And He's just one person, but there are so many other men and women, brands, companies that have interacted with you on a personal level and have learned from something that you've done, been helped by something that you've done for them, that your legacy is wide reaching. You know, you've touched so many people's lives. Thank you. And I think more and more it's going to just unfold and people are going to realize, yo, Sharifa really did all of these things, you know? (laughs) So I feel like it's really important for people to realize that. That's all I want to do. I want to leave a good legacy and I want to help. Yeah. I want to help people and I want to 
make greatness happen. Mm, mm. That's it. Yeah. So who are some of the people in this industry that you look up to? Ah, yeah. <laughs> Ouija is definitely one of them. Mm. To see his story and see where he's come from, to see how he's built the Brooklyn Circus mm. is amazing. Sam Ben Abraham, of course. Shout yeah. out to Sam again. Yeah. His journey is continuous. I'm still learning from him yeah. till now, yeah. you know, and we're partners and I listen to him and look up to him. Mm. Um, I have a girlfriend, her name is Piper, Piper, and she's doing some amazing things with New Era. She's mm. done some really great things, just the way that she strategically markets herself and does things like that, I love. Yeah. There's so many people. I have a best friend, her name is Amanda. She's not even in fashion. <laughs> but it's just like, she loves fashion, she knows how to do it. Mm. She went to school with me for fashion, but wow. now she's in finance, wow. just to see how she was able to change her career and roll with the punches and just never give up. Yeah. I have so many people. Deirdre yeah. Maloney, she I came up with her. She does Capsule. Aaron, who does Complex Con now and Agenda. Mm. Matt and Steve from Android Own. It's like fam. Like yeah. all these people that I'm mentioning to you is like true family to me. Mm. I mean, there's a plethora. Edwina, of course, that's yeah. going to be my sister for years from now. Yeah. She's family. Yeah. Just to see the growth in what they're doing. Mm. Honestly, hands down, amazing. Yeah, shout out to everyone. Shout, shout out, to, out everyone. to everyone. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you also for guiding me. Mm. There's, all these people have also guided me. They might not know, but I'm watching them mm. and they've helped me become who I am as yeah. well. Yeah. And of course, my mom and dad, because without them, <laughs> yeah, the I wouldn't even be here. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So how can people get in contact with you and, and what you're doing and keep Sure, you, they can keep up on sharifasays.com. They can mm -hmm. also contact me, of course, on Instagram at sharifasays. Mm -hmm. And on my email, I'm very free with it, it's sharifa at libertyfairs.com. Nice. That's me. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for being on The Open Canvas. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, this has been The Open Canvas with Taj Alexander and a very special guest, Sharifa Murdoch. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander and edited by Amanda Hughes. Girl,